Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand trends, or you know enough to start a conversation with a friend, or if you just want to understand what on earth your partner is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and I am joined today by the amazing Tony Farina. How are you, sir? Hello, thank you. I'm well. I am happy to be here to geek out about this. Good. Amazing. Now, so we are today covering a kind of a massive subject, which we're going to pare down a little bit, and it might continue on into further episodes because you are well known for being a lover of Image Comics. So yeah. let's do it. Let's Image do Comics. it. Image Comics. Yeah. So it's funny. When I first started the Indie Comic Spotlight show, I would always give like a brief history of the comic company every mm. time I start. Like I did that comic the first time. I'd be like, here's the history of that comic. And I didn't keep that up as I went because I kind of got to the point now. There's been a few times where I've reached somebody new or in like a defunct comic where I'm like, okay, this is that. But David even said early on, he's like, we should do a like, hey, I don't know anything about let's spotlight an indie comic company. And I was like, yeah, okay. But that's a good idea and i should have listened to him but if i had we wouldn't be here now so sorry well, dave for not listening to you then because i'm here now with paul doing it even though you said three years ago we should do this. sorry ha 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 well three years no. close enough <laughs> whatever yeah inside the inside the way so yes i the, when you said you wanted to start doing these little spotlight shows i thought well image comics is the is the best one to start with because mm. it changed the way we know things and i think Everybody who knows anything about comics or anybody who's even comics adjacent accidentally knows something about Image Comics, which is cool. They've become so ubiquitous that people don't even consider them indie anymore. And and they are. And we'll talk about why they are. Um, but they're part of what I like to call the big four. So the big two mm. are obviously DC and Marvel. But the big four are, these th are, are DC, Marvel, Image, and Dark Horse. And they are – Image and Dark Horse are indie comics – in that um, they are creator-owned things. Now, Dark Horse, now much like IDW and Dynamite, a few other ones, really kind of sank their teeth into getting um, existing IPs and turning those into comics. Dark Horse right. did that. That's where the original Buffy run came, which we discussed on the other show. And so, but Image didn't do that. What Image did was said, um, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> and they made essentially seven superhero comics that were so close to the seven superhero to the X-Men and Spider-Man right. and Batman and all the other things that these guys were working on because they were, it was deliberately a huge middle finger to Hulk, Savage Dragon and the Hulk. Um, so they, they just said, we're going to do it. So where Dark Horse was buying up IPs and trying to like get in a foothold in the indie comic with a name you'd recognize they were actually, these seven men were actually using their name mm. as the tool, which is a super weird thing to think about. Because right now, when we're recording this in 2022, there's only a handful of names in the comic industry that are ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. Neil is one. Of course. Alan Moore is almost infamous than anything, right? Like whatever, because yeah. the Watchmen show won all the awards. So people had to talk about him like when people would go read the comic and they were like the original creator, what does that mean? Like <laughs> God wrote Watchmen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Basically. Yeah. Yes, I mean, as far as Rasputin. comic book terms. Yeah. yeah God, yeah, God yeah. wrote it. He definitely has a good Rasputin look about him. Alan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what it was is at the time in the early nineties, 
the writers and artists, particularly the artists, because my wife always says, she, it always bugs her that the writer's name goes first, right? She's always like, like, I get it. She says that to me, a writer. She's like, I get it. <laughs> and you may have done the design and it's your story, but ultimately people want to see the per- pictures. If they wanted just your story, they'd buy your book. It's true. Yeah. And we know that there's only a handful, there's one Image Comics um, saga puts the artist's name first. It was like mm. episode 18, I think, issue 18, when they switched and Fiona Staples' name is for always, always first over Brian Vaughn's. And Which that is a great is thing to do. Which is, yeah, it is. It's a super rare thing. The only time the artist's name was ever listed first is when the artist was the writer. But right. there was this stretch of time pre-internet, and that's the crazy thing about this. All this happened pre-internet with Wizard, the magazine, and everything. So these guys, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Mike Silvestri, Eric Larson, Jim Valentino, Wiles Portacio, said, fuck it. We won't do what you tell me. And off they went, and they made their own um, comic line. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. And the thing was, they could do it because they did it like a union almost, like they unionized. And like in America, you are in, in the middle of a strike over there. Yeah. There's a nurse's strike in America right now. There's oh, wow. one, was it Philadelphia? Maybe there's like, they're going to go. And they're nurses, like you guys, the postal workers. They're like, we're going to go on a three day strike. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm glad I'm on your side, but three days. And they're like, we can wait it out. Like yeah. you guys are like, we're going to strike for two days and then we're going to deliver all your mail and work 12 <laughs> extra hours to get everything. Sorry. You know what I mean? So you're like, okay. You guys are being a little too nice about it, but that's because that's why you're in the job that you're in though. Cause you're not an asshole, right? These guys were like, no, we can be assholes. We have the power at that time. The highest in the, this is the late nineties or late eighties, early nineties, McFarlane, Lee Liefeld, their comics were the highest selling comics for Marvel mm-hmm. and DC mostly for Marvel. They were just selling like gangbusters. And and it was a lot of it had to do with their art is special. And I personally feel, um, Max and I talked about this a long time ago, uh, the Mount Rushmore of artists, only one of these people on this list belongs on Mount Rushmore, and it oh, is Jim Lee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you can't ignore argue with Jim Lee being on there. It's, I, I, I honestly, truly believe that one day it may be in our lifetime paul but it will definitely happen jim lee's work will hang in the moma in new york in Mm -hmm. the museum of modern art like he is so amazing there's a cover during the rebirth he was doing the suicide squad and there's this cover of jim lee's suicide squad where she's she's standing there with her sword right and killer croc is coming at her and you see, so so um, Katana, Katana, I didn't say her name. She's standing there with her sword. And, you know, you can tell it's her, but her eyes are covered with her soul stealer sword. And in the reflection is Killer Croc coming at her. It is wow. so cool. It is one of the coolest covers of all time. Like, I saw that. I was reviewing for DC Comics News at the time. And I wrote in my review, this, this cover will hang in a museum. And Jim Lee actually retweeted me. That was my Jim oh, Lee wow. claim to fame. He was like... Um, yeah, you know, and I, cause the, you know, DC comics news tweeted it and then he retweeted it. And Damien was like giddy. Cause Damien, the owner of DC comics, right. news, he too, you know, he's a Batman guy. So Jim Lee's his guy. But so all of that to say, these guys were fucking rock stars and they were huge, huge names. And now maybe you don't know who Will Spartacchio is, Jim Valentino, Mark Silvestri, Eric Larson. Those four guys are less of a name, but they're actually while Pertacchio had to go, I actually fucking loved Wetworks. I thought that was a great comic. It was too bad that he he had to leave. Yeah. I, was, I was disappointed. I think of them, 
It and Wildcats, the Jim Lee book, were the best books of the original image books. But what these guys did were like, we're writing for Spider-Man. We're writing for X comics. We're writing for, you know, um, Avengers comics. We're doing all these things. And we want to create new characters. Rob Liefeld famously invented Deadpool. Hmm. And he and he owns not Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> but they Ryan Reynolds obviously acknowledges him in the movies. It says Deadpool created by Liefeld. There's a Liefeld joke in the first movie. I think yeah. Liefeld's in the bar at one point in time. So it's like they all they all get it. But it's like he invented right now one of the most important characters in the Marvel universe and the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he gets is, absolutely nothing from it. Right. And so that is the problem. And so at, going back to Alan Moore, part of the reason Alan Moore isn't part of Watchmen anymore is because DC made a deal. Okay, you can own these guys. He wanted to use the Charlton characters. They wouldn't let him. So he invented his own characters. And the deal was you get to own the Watchmen characters when Watchmen goes out of print. And then he wrote the greatest work of comic book art in the history of the world with one of the greatest artists of all time. And it has never gone out of print. And it's not like DC being a dick, like saying, we're just going to keep it in print. For, we're going to put out a three-issue print run. No, no. It's just always in print because it's that good. Yeah. Everyone I, reads. <laughs> all, and everyone will always read it. And so Alan hasn't really reaped the rewards of the Watchmen verse right. that he wishes he had. And it's not just that they made the movie. It's that they've used his characters in other DC content. And I think that chaps his ass the most. So these are the kinds of things that were happening is even when you do create your own stuff for the big two, it's still not yours, which is why Karen Berger over at Vertigo learned, right? She's like, okay, you get to own it. It's going to be mm. DC. We're going to distribute it. You can set it in the DC universe if you want to, but Sandman is owned by Neil Gaiman. He could take it somewhere else if he wants to. It's his universe. This didn't happen yet. And the reason all of those things can happen are because of this. Now, to pretend that these guys weren't inspired by your side of the pond, Pat Mills and those crazy bastards over at 2000 AD, that would be a lie. Yeah. You can even see, like, if you look at the kind of titles when they first released, there's a real 2000 AD kind of vibe to them. 100%. So while they don't they don't say it out loud in 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 the writing the things you're going to look up about image comics it's it's true. It, they are 100% inspired by that. And before you know there was always been indie comics, right? There's always been those things. Like one of my personal heroes and I had him on the show Don Chin. Mm. He you know it, adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters was a was a <laughs> knockoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which was also an indie comic and that was before this time. Yeah. Right, that was pre '90s. So it's not as though in Crumb there weren't indie comics happening, but the difference was they were all small. They had limited print runs. Don told me he was literally like having to figure out how to print them on his own and ship them on his own and like send them. We talked, you know, James Aquilone. You've talked to him. He's like, I gotta go to the post office with (laughs) ten thousand comic books. You know what I mean? Like. They didn't do, they were like, no, no, we're going to create a real company and have a real infrastructure. So that's what's so different about what they did. Mm. And the original seven were superhero-esque comics. Yeah. You know, I think Mark Silvestri, I mean, Cyberforce was a a superhero-esque comic and Shadowhawk was to Valentino's. Those two were always on the edge of being like, I got more to say than just superhero stuff, but they Mm. deliberately took it at the guys. It's like, if somebody wanted to take on Coke and Pepsi and, and is like, I'm going to make Krepsi. That's what I'm going to make. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what they did with Image Comics. They were like, I'm going to take on Adidas and Nike and I'm going to make, you know, Nike. That's yeah. what they did. And so they like Spawn looks a lot like Spider-Man. And the Wildcats, boy, they look a lot like the X-Men. They look a lot like the Avengers. And the Youngbloods, oh, they that guy looks almost exactly like that guy from X-Force. Oh, <laughs> that that looks just like Longshot. Crazy. And so when you think about the things they were doing, Savage Dragon, boy, he just looks like, what if the Hulk were a dragon and he wore shirts instead of just pants? And he worked, yeah. he worked on the side of the police instead of... And the thing is about <laughs> Savage Dragon, it's still going, by the way. So, so is Spawn, which is crazy. and um, in as Image Comics, and um, I never really loved Savage Dragon at the time. I was too much of a punk ass at the time to get what he was doing. <laughs> um, but like in hindsight, I think Savage Dragon. The reason it still has legs is because it knows what it is. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not trying too hard. But what? But it is. But it isn't. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things. Eric Larson was never, and he also never really got caught up in the bullshit like everybody else did. He's like, no, I he just, just want to make what he was doing. <laughs> And he does right, and he still does. So yeah. I think I think what you see there is these these guys are saying like we're going to make a better superhero comic. But to be fair, they didn't. This is the crazy thing. As someone who lived through the Image Revolution, they didn't really make better superhero comics. <laughs> they made it was very punk rock. It was yeah. very much. Again, like I said, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And so people, I loved it. I was there for it, man. I graduated from high school in 1991. This was it. When Heath and I went to, you know, when we went to see Neil at that Comic-Con, that was still in the teeth of the image revolution. But the 92, 93 Chicago Con lines out the door. They had to create their own. They had to bring in an extra tent to set next to the center in Chicago just for the image guys. And you would wait for hours to get it. And, you know, when I was there, Todd was there later years, too. And he had, like, the Spawn funny car and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. He, he like, he bought um, Mark McGuire's baseball that broke the home run record. Like, he just spent money on whatever he want. He was just like a – Todd is still a really weird dude who likes to collect shit. And I think he's still living his 12-year-old dream. But they didn't really make great comics. Youngbloods isn't great. But it's it's adult-ish. It's adult-adjacent, right? You can mm. get away with stuff that you couldn't get away with. What made it better is, what made it better than X-Force is there was no editor saying right. no. Yeah. But what made it worse than X-Force is there was no editor saying <laughs> no. And so those early, early comics were amazing. And I think why Wetworks was the best of them early on well, probably Shadowhawk, but but Wetworks of the bigger superhero, flashier ones, Wells Protachio's one, is because he he was much more of a grinder, Protachio. Like, he worked his way up. You know, he was right. never a wonderkind. He was always in the shadow of these guys. It was like, oh, if you couldn't do it, get Protachio to do it. That was kind of his thing. You know, it's like, oh, well, Jim Lee can't do it. You know who's really, really good? Wells Protachio. Oh, Eric Larson can't do this one. You know who's really, really good? Right. So I think that, that Protachio kind of cut his teeth as sloppy seconds guy and i know that sounds gross and no offense to you sir i really like where it works um but i think so i think what's cool about the image comic revolution was there was just guys who were and and i appreciated that and so people also loved the number one and so dc and marvel have continually rebooted their franchises over and over mm-hmm. and over and the punchline is is these guys come in 
They make brand new things. So everything was number one. Everything was number two. You could get it, right? It was the right. first th time that this ever existed. So it became, if you're a comic fan in 1992, you know what you'll never get? Action Comics one. Mm. You will never get your hands on that. Because you can't. You'll never get your hands on Amazing Fantasy 15. You'll never touch Detective Comics 27 unless it's a 75th reprint. But what you could do as a mouth-breathing 15-year-old is you could get in line and you could get the first printing of Youngbloods. You could do that. You could yeah. get Spawn. It could exist. And you could wait in line for three more hours and you could get that guy to sign it later because right. he was accessible. It's all your favorite creators who are there with a new thing and you can be them for the whole journey with them you are there at the beginning of it you and that's what was so amazing is that we gen xers were part of we re they these guys because they're all xers they all re-racked the universe for us because they were us they too couldn't get a copy of detectives 27 they can never go back in time and get that yeah and even if they're rich enough, even if Todd McFarlane, who is definitely the richest of them all, even if he goes, because he owns McFarlane toys, which are fucking amazing, <laughs> but he could, he could go back and be like, okay, I want Detective 27, but he's never going to get the experience of getting it. There's right. something about comic nerds and getting that first one. So what has DC done and Marvel done repeatedly since the Image Revolution? They've reset. Yeah. The New 52, everybody gets a one. We're going to re, and then we're like, oh, we don't like that. So now we're going to renumber them. So all of those Batman comics that happened during the New 52 count. So Batman ends at a certain number and then it goes one, two, three, whatever. And then it picks back up where it was with yeah. those ones counting. It's so dumb. It's so ridiculous. And, it, and what they're trying to do is cash in on something amazing and something punk rock and something just over the top. And what, what ends up saving Image, because they were going to fall on their own swords, they were going to be victims of their own petards, they were like drunk on their own headlines and yeah. falling apart. Jim Lee sells Wildcats. Wildcats is actually back inside DC now, and Jim Lee is the is, is a big deal over, uh, over at DC mm. still to this day. Um, again, a couple of them are, have never stopped, right? S Savage Dragon and Spawn have just never stopped. They just keep grinding out, man. Like, it's amazing. And I don't love Spawn. I think Spawn is actually very bad comic but the art is beautiful you can't question how beautiful the art is on spawn but um it's, it's he definitely went to the claremont school of i took me a long time to say this <laughs> and when you're that good of an artist todd and i'm not who am i to shit on the todd father but when you're that good of an artist you should let your art do the talking my man yeah yeah um yeah i don't know if you've ever read any of the early spawn I it's a lift it's a lift but it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. And and so what's cool about these guys is, you know, they did these cool things, but they got in their own way. And then because what they accidentally did, and this is where Silvestri and Valentino saved their asses, is because they were always just on the edge of not really superheroes. They're like, we're mm. superhero adjacent. But we're more interested in characters than them looking cool. Um. And that's why that's what I appreciate about Savage Dragon is his personality more than he just looks cool. He looks like a dragon. He looks right. like what if the Hulk were on the Chicago police force, which is which is what which is funny, right? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing to think about. That's I mean, what it is. It is great. Um, and there's a little bit of Killer Croc there too. 
But what Valentino and Silvestri did were they were like, well, what if we didn't just do superhero comics? What if we started to move away into maybe horror or more into suspense? And so they they opened the door for some other ideas. And because image was always creator owned, you started image, you own image. Now, each of these guys had their own separate studio names. And that was part of the problem is that image didn't own anything, but it was always printed under image. But what happened is, is that open the door for other people to not just do superhero comics. They're like, well, what? We're competing against them, but we also want to say, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. There's more than just superheroes in comic books. So the big, the big moment for Image Comics was the Kirkland, was The yeah. Walking Dead. So when they, he's actually part of the brain trust now, Kirkland is, and he's not just a writer for Image Comics. You know, he's on executive there too. But when they brought in The Walking Dead, it, it, it said, oh, we, we aren't just for superheroes anymore. And that has, that has meant everything. Some of the best stuff that's happening in Image Comics are their non-superhero stuff. And most of the stuff that um, the Image titles that are big titles now aren't superheroes at all. Right. But they're things that can only exist in the comic book world. Yeah. So. So they opened up, I mean, The Walking Dead is arguably, you know, the biggest, I mean, there's all these spinoff shows and, and I was oh, just reading a spinoff comic. I've never watched the show, but what's crazy is that's an image comic. And he was like, Robert's like, no, no, I'm sticking with image images. This is me. I'm going to be here. I'm going to stick indie. And these guys gave other people that opportunity. And so one of my favorite writers, Ryan Edward Hill, who I will happily always sing his praises, he does, he'll work for the big guys too, but he can come into a place like image his best his best work for images for top cow productions is called postal that series i can't one day paul i'm going to make you read postal um and you'll be like why do you hate me so much why do you want me to read about a about a town of serial killers and how they decide we're all gonna live off the grid and have order but we're mass murderers and serial killers living together it's bananas it's (laughs) I, I love that series so much. It's so smart. And it could only exist because it's it's part of Image. It's a top cow production, but it can only exist there. And they'll like go out and they'll buy stuff. Like one of my favorite um, comics that was a Kickstarter, uh, Paradox Girl, Top Cow was like, oh, the Kickstarter happened and Top Cow was like, we want to make that get to the world. So they bought it. They're not afraid of taking pre-existing properties, right? So they'll they'll say like, yeah, we we want this, but also, oh, you've made this really cool work. Let's go get it, right? Yeah. Paper Girls. It's a show now, right? That's Image. Everything Brian K. Vaughn did, right? I mean, think of the stuff that Image, not everything, obviously, why The Last Man was not, was not Image, but um saga's image and so there's just these amazing things that keep happening over there uh kelly sue DeConnick, she's like oh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make pretty deadly they're like cool and her husband fractions like i want to make a comic where people have sex and stop time and then they go do crime they're like yep let's yep <laughs> and that exists and it all exists because these seven guys are like yeah 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 we we are going to do something different and so the money they made on the back of the superhero comics changed what we could do and so you know again right. I, pat mills i think you should have uh steve on here or or scott or both of them to do something about 2000 ad oh, obviously absolutely. yeah but the, the image comics can only happen because 2000 ad and then we see and literally vertigo was just 
stealing <laughs> writers from 2000 AD. I mean, that's a direct line. And Karen will tell you that. Karen Berger will be happily saying, Karen, St. Karen will tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just tried to get all the 2000 AD guys that I could uh, come write comics for me. But these guys changed the way we could do comics. And, I, and, they, and, you know, the fact that DC had to do Black Label, they had to do Vertigo, right? Marvel tried to do, what is it, Marvel Ultimate? Well, not Marvel Ultimate. There was a like a Marvel Knights or something. There was like Marvel right. with an edge where Punisher could say fuck. Um, <laughs> as though the Punisher isn't saying fuck. Yeah, of that course, was what was wrong with Punisher. Yeah, he couldn't say. Always what was wrong with Punisher is that Frank Castle is not saying fuck. Um, yeah. So... So it's really cool, and 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 what I just love about Image Comics is that they they've they've changed art forever, and they still exist. And you can go to ImageComics.com right now, and here's the coolest thing that they do: they give away the first issue of all their comics, which is incredible. You can That's go like, there right yeah. now and be like, "Oh, I'm interested in like with us with Cowboy Ninja Viking." You could just yeah. go there and read the first issue, and then listen to our show and be like, "Yeah, I still don't want to read that," but <laughs> that comic exists right because of these guys. Exactly. They allowed it to happen. Yeah. It's the best. I love Im image comics for all those things. And so again, well, I think Rob Liefeld is not a great artist. I don't, I, I, I appreciate his balls. I, I think Todd Farland is, is an amazing artist. Jim Lee is the king. Mm. And, um, and I know he pissed everybody off and I know he left and sold stuff off and went back to DC, but also he's, that's his dream. Yeah, and so I don't ever hate him for leaving Image behind because he's still living his dream. Wildstorm yeah. is part of DC, and he's the editor in chief at DC. And if you could imagine some kid born in Seoul, oh god, uh, yeah, you know, if he's like, I get to be the editor in chief of DC Comics one day, come on, yeah, yeah, he can play. I, I, I don't blame him. I hold no. nothing against him, and I know there was some they had hurt feelings there, but there were also, like I said, a bunch of. I imagine there's a lot of cocaine happening around the image, <laughs> image comic studios. I'm speaking purely supposition. I have no idea, but it's my guess. There would be a lot of cocaine swirling about. <laughs> well, on that slightly libelous note. <laughs> <laughs> slightly. Yes. Image, they're amazing. We will no doubt have many many episodes coming up with their titles with their people with the studios because even that is like a, a just the fact that they've run it that way with different studios all coming out that's in itself is bonkers so this is not the last you will hear about image comics on this show i can promise you that and it will probably be this man tony now coming I'm excited. back to you. talk about them more top because... cow next then if we're going to do that let's do top cow sounds good to me you okay. have heard it here first people so tony you are amazing thank you thank you so much all of tony's links will be in the or oh, i say all oh, there's only about a couple now One. because you've left yeah, yeah. all the social media so the that'll socials. be on yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll be in the show notes join us next time you are amazing for listening tony you're amazing for joining me this is thank an amazing you, idea paul you you're an amazing person you're amazing you're you're, amazing. you're great no, no you are you're great Ha <laughs> ha!